Boy, do I have some news. Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever Podcast, <laughs> where we take traumatic life events and report them to you perhaps a little too soon. Probably too soon, but YOLO, that's what we're here for. This that's is perfect. Like, I know that this isn't the best thing to happen in my life, but it's wonderful for the podcast. And also, low-key, I mean, we'll dive into it, but I think for the best. Thank you. I'm glad you're not, you know, saying <laughs> your life Secretly is fucking Secretly behind over. your back the whole time. I've been like, wow, that is fucked after this. You're like, wow, this is really the beginning of the end. It's <laughs> no, only like, down from here. It really is. Like, we'll go more into it, but I think it is. I'm so happy for you, honestly. I know everyone just really wants us to get into the meat of this episode. Um, do you have a win and wine, Fiona? Do you have a win and wine? Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Keep keep it. Keep teasing them. Yeah, I I think this whole episode is going to be my wins and wine, so let's do yours. That's fair. Okay, so my win is a little one, but I have, for the first time in my my life, um, got myself one of those little, like, addictive crack phone games. Like, you know how people get really into, like, Candy Crush and stuff? (laughs) You get into them a lot, but I've never really been into one. Like, phone games to me are, like, Pokemon Go and Duolingo, which I guess isn't a game, but, like, I've gamified it, so it's really fun. I mean, they gamified it, and I fell for it. Yeah, they very much, that was the intention. Yes. Um, But Duolingo kept advertising to me this little one called Gardenscapes, not Spawn, but it should be. And, oh my god, I get it. Like, that little dopamine hit you get from doing all these little activities... I'm like, I get why like moms kept forgetting to pick up their kids because they're playing Candy Crush. If it's anything like this. So that's your win. That's, that's my win. <laughs> um, and my wine is, okay, this is a, a relatively serious wine because I'm in a pretty tough situation. Um, some would say possibly tougher than yours right now, Maddie. For sure. Is I have realized that I need to act really fast if I want to date an older man. Because, like, Trisha Paytas reminded me of this because she was, like, did some sort of TikTok about it. But I'm like, fuck, I'm 28. So if I date a man in his, like, 40s or 50s now, it's like, oh, my God, you dated an older man in your 20s. Why would you want that? Why is that a thing you want? If I do that in my 30s, then it's, like, it's not the same. 50 is still a lot older than 30. And also, why is this a thing you want? I just, like, I don't know that I want it. I just don't know that I don't want it. And what if I go through my life regretting that I never dated, like, a much older man? Let me tell you, all of my dating horizons have been bust wide open. (laughs) And not once has it crossed my mind to go anywhere over, like... 31 is going to be my, like, upper on Tinder. And even that, I'm like, ugh. You're you're going through it. And, you know, I understand that you have a lot to discuss today. But Um, I'm sorry. I would say out of the two of us, the one who wants to date someone in their 50s is probably the one going through it. I think the fact that I'm like, let's date someone who's much closer to my age than my father's is probably a positive in this situation, you know? Uh, Anyway, unfortunately, I am trapped in a very healthy and loving relationship, so... You know, that's my um, my weight to bear on my shoulders, I, I guess. I feel so sorry for you. Yeah. Anyway, Maddie, what's going on mine? <laughs> Let's just jump right into the episode, guys. I got fucking dumped. So. <laughs> sorry for laughing. <laughs> and if you're like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Neither. So it's fine. <laughs> As it is me, this breakup was a horrible surprise. So at least we're consistent. Um, as this episode goes up, we're putting this episode up on the exact one month anniversary of the breakup. God, things um, change so much in one month. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm. But we're recording this a couple of days early because we're boss babes. At this point, when we're recording this, um, 
all of Will's shit is still in what is now my apartment. But by the time this episode goes up, I will have been through this weekend, which involves him coming over to go through all our stuff and move out and take the cat with him. And let me tell you. And he did move out like the day of. Oh, yeah. So shall we we just go through the breakup event? Let's. Yep. So as you may have guessed from the title, Mm -hmm. I got dumped. This breakup was not my choice. It was not something that I saw coming at all. So Mm -hmm. let's rewind back in time. Mm-hmm. To Saturday, the 9th of January, 2021. I woke up at like 8.30, which is bizarre for me. I don't wake up that early and this is how I get repaid for that. So I woke up at 8.30 and <laughs> I felt like abnormally, like I was really excited to see Will. Like normally I would wake up and be like, I hate being awake. But I would like woke up and I was like, I'm really excited to see Will today. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Anyway, <sighs> I wake up, I come out into the living room and he's not here. So I send him the emoji with the little eyes and go mm-hmm. back into my room and just start reading a book. Then he comes home about half an hour later. So about 9 a.m. This is what I mean where like there is some stuff that I'm going to have to say. Yeah, there's just something context. There's something that you guys have been fighting about. Yes. And it was brought up again when he returned. Yeah, there's an issue that was in our relationship that was like entirely on his side that I had no control over. And this is one of the main things that had caused issues over the course of the relationship. Also, to be clear, there was no cheating. That we're aware of. That I know of. And if there was, I literally (laughs) never want to know. Um, Yeah, Um, but like, just so there's no speculation around that, because I feel like that's where everyone's head is kind of going to go. Yes, it's not Um, cheating. It's not anyone else. It's not cheating, but we're also not going to discuss what it is, so. Yeah, because it's not my issue anymore. Um, But also, like, he's not a terrible person. None of this is me being like, this guy's an asshole. No. He came home, and immediately I knew something was up. And so I called him out on it. And this is something that I'd been, like, asking him about for, like, the week beforehand. And he was like, no, 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 not an issue. But this time I was like, nah, something is up. So I pushed it far enough for him to, like, tell me the truth. Um, And then we just had an argument about it. And I basically was like, you need to sort your shit out. Like, I can't deal with this anymore. And you guys you guys have had this argument a number of times. Yeah, and every single time it's me being like, you need to sort this out. Like, I cannot deal with this. It's very unfair on me. You need to sort this out. And this time, instead of being like, you're right, like this is really fucking up our relationship. He just is sitting on the floor and just looks at me and says, well, then I think it's time for us to say goodbye. And I was just like, sorry, fucking what? We had had a fight like a week and a half before this and then agreed like, this is how we're gonna move forward. These are the issues we need to work on. And when we'd had that argument, like we'd very much agreed and he'd made clear to me, this is not like a relationship is on the line. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. And our agreement had always been, because I think it's really important in a relationship, you need to be able to argue and work through things without feeling like the relationship is at risk. Because once the relationship is on the table, then it is just like impossible to reach any healthy conclusions. So from my perspective, this is literally... I have woken up and the week before this had been perfectly normal. Yeah. That's and something else that's important. Like it hadn't been like crazy, f- fantastic jumping through meadows, but like we also yeah. weren't like at each other's throats fighting. It was just yeah. a very standard, normal week. Like it had been my birthday exactly one week before. It was his birthday two days after this. And so like, oh, I there was to just- text him. Mm. Oh, so did I. <laughs> so from my perspective, like, I just woke up on this morning in my normal life, in my apartment with, if you're new here and you're just here for the breakup episode, which hello, welcome. You're very similar to me. Um, 
this is my my now ex. We had been together for three and a half years. We were friends for three and a half years before we got together. And we have lived together for the last three years. Yeah. So I woke up in my apartment where I had been living with him, with our pets, like... And yeah. very much like this wasn't the kind of relationship where it's like, we'll see where it goes. Like we were like, we will get married. We're going to have kids. Like, yeah, this is very much like the relationship. It's this is it. Yeah. You'd had those conversations. Yeah. Many times. Um, mm-hmm. And I woke up that day, like with my boyfriend in our apartment with like this year ahead of us, with like a life ahead of us. And then just out of nowhere, it. I think it's time for us to say goodbye, which yeah. first of all, fucking bizarre way to phrase it. Um, second of all... I don't know if there's any good way to phrase that. <laughs> I mean, but, like, it's time for us to say goodbye. You kind of just say That's what like you That's like, you think this is a play. <laughs> like, that's not how a normal 21st century guy should be ending a three and a half year relationship, you know? Yeah, I think it's like, a, you wouldn't know how you would say it until the moment, though. Thankfully, I'm not planning to do that. And hopefully, I won't hear it either, but... No, but yeah. it was just, like so surreal and like in the moment i was just so pissed off that i was like are you fucking kidding me like and he's very good at like in his own mind he'll decide on something and then that's it so yeah like there there was literally once that had come out of his mouth there was nothing i could do there was nothing i could say there was nothing we could work through as soon as he'd said that it was done yeah so i had to just accept like in a split second okay, my relationship is over now. Within the first hour of me being awake, that relationship was over and he was gone. Like, as soon as he'd said that, that conversation wrapped up really fast and he was gone. He was out the door. He went on like a three hour walk and just left me by myself in the apartment being like, what the fuck? Like, and I was having a sleep in. So it was a really bad time for me to have a cheeky little sleep in because I wake up to messages of Maddie being like, what would I do if Will and I broke up? And then, like, ten minutes later, no, seriously, it's happening. And then me being like, oh, shit, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and then by the time you woke up, I was like, yeah, we've broken up and I've already called my dad, so. Yeah. <laughs> Will's out of the apartment. I'm yeah. just, like, in shock because I'm like, well, there was a, the nice thing is that he did it in enough of a dickhead way. And, like, there's more about the way that he did it and the circumstances that makes it a lot worse that I I cannot go into. Yeah, we can't get into. But the way that he did it, was just such a like so disrespectful and hurtful to me and to the relationship that it did carry me through those first couple of days. Yeah. Because I was just like, how can you treat me like that? And to make it very clear, my general mentality is that if you don't want to be in a relationship, it is 100% your prerogative to leave. And that's why, and like for, for any reason, like you don't have to justify Absolutely, it. If you're yeah. like, this relationship isn't for me, fine. But I think there are ways to go about that. Um, And this was one of the worst ways that you could go about doing that. Mm -hmm. So long story short, he came back after like three hours and just started packing a bag. Like he was like, I'm going to go stay at my friend's house. And I was like, you've just broken up with me and now you're coming back. You're not even going to have a conversation with me. We've lived together for three years and you're just going to come back and start packing a bag. I had to force him to have a conversation with me about it. God, man, I'm so sorry you're straight. Yeah, I know. It fucking sucks. <laughs> but anyway, we had the conversation. It was very upsetting. I'm not going to go into that at all. And then he finished packing what he needed and he left. And so within the space of a couple of hours, the relationship was over and he was gone. 
Yeah. And I have not seen him since. I saw him once from underneath my duvet the next morning when he came to pick stuff up and I was just in the bed sobbing. But that's it. Also, like, I was saying as well, like, it's so weird that it happened, like, I was living across the hall from you two months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Six weeks before we broke up, you and Riley were <laughs> living literally a meter away from our apartment door. Yeah. And two weeks, two and a half weeks before we broke up, my mom had moved to a different state. Yeah. Like, a, a lot of your support network had just very recently gone. Yeah. And I know so far, this is all just me being like, what the fuck? And like, but that's because like, how, I don't even know how else to, to talk about this. Like, we are going to get into some really emotional ups and downs. But I feel like really getting across just the sudden nature of the breakup is important. Mm. Because I don't know about any other kind of breakup. <laughs> this is the yeah. only kind of breakup I've had. And that honestly makes it worse. Because like, he knew that my other long-term relationship ended completely suddenly and he knew how badly that it affected me and then he just did exactly the same thing yeah because going into future relationships you can feel really on edge like they could end this at any moment yeah and especially because this is one of the i think the only thing about the issues in the relationship that i'm going to say because it is really necessary for context as to how i've dealt with the breakup Mm -hmm. he would lie to my face repeatedly about this one issue. Again, like that is, it's not cheating. That's always where people's brains go, yeah. it wasn't that. And over time, that just wore me down to the extent where like my brain could never switch off. Yeah. Like I was always thinking like, is there some sort of clue that I need to be piecing together? Yeah. So that I can figure out like what kind of horrible surprise is coming. And so because the effect of him lying to me repeatedly over a course of over three years, had fucked me up so badly to an extent that like I did not allow myself to acknowledge until after we broke up. The extent of it, yeah. Yeah, the moment that relationship ended, it was like my brain flipped a switch. Honestly, like the lying part was very bad. I want to just clarify just before people read into it. He wasn't abusive. You know, like it wasn't to that degree. No, if it were anything like really, really like serious as in like abuse or cheating yeah i honestly probably would not be making this yeah but just 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 because i know how people can read into things and someone might have thought that so yeah he wasn't abusive um but regarding your personality coming back like i'm gonna let maddie elaborate it elaborate on that more but from from my point of view it's just a light switch like it's like it's literally like old maddie is back yeah it was really it's amazing like it was genuinely like i was very upset obviously of course of course like we'll get into that yeah but the fact that as soon as he left i just felt like myself yeah like and and this isn't maddie saying it to be like Oh, like, because I, I, I know how people could think after, like, reading your blog posts and videos and stuff where it's, like, she's just putting on this front to, like, seem like she's getting through the breakup well. Guys, no, seriously. like I'm about to play you voice notes of me sobbing. It's okay. Like, I'm not, true. I've got no pretense. Yeah, but, like, it's just, like, the the extent to which it's been switched, it's, like, 
I felt that you've been taking responsibility for things like more than you were before. You're talking about like your mental health in a more positive way. You're talking about your future and like and I'm everything like being like proactive that. and I have yeah. like an actual like large vision for what I want in my life. Like yeah, the and that has been gone me for a while. Yeah, and I think that if you've ever been in a relationship where you've been lied to. Because there's a difference between someone just like kind of skirting around things. Like this was, I would ask him a direct question. And he would yeah. lie to my face when I knew the answer already. Yeah. Um, and also it's not Fiona lies where it's just like a fun cheeky thing that doesn't no, matter. No, it was anyway. very, yeah. it was serious. And like the lying yeah. was the problem. Not yeah. necessarily the thing he was lying about, just the lying. Yeah. If you've ever been in a relationship where you're being lied to all the time, it does two things. So it, it stops you from being able to use your whole brain. Because part of your brain is always trying to detect things. Because the only way I had found things out was because I had I'd figured them out and then pushed it far enough where he would finally admit it. Mm. So it means that part of your brain is constantly being used to try and like pick up on things. And also like you just, when there's no trust in one area of a relationship, there's no trust at all. And then being in a relationship is like slow torture. Um, but the other thing it does is when someone, especially someone you really care about is willing to lie to your face, it completely destroys your self-worth yeah and this is an aspect of it because i knew that my brain was always trying to piece together things while we were together but the the fact that i could look at this person that like i'm meant to be in a relationship with and that it's meant to love me and i'm just like over and over again learning the lesson that he thinks so little of me that he's willing to lie to my face that really brings your own sense of self-worth down yeah because you're like i love this person and i respect this person but they are treating me in a way that i would never treat them if they think it's okay to treat me like that there must be something wrong with me and the way i'm perceiving myself because i don't think it's okay but they do yeah so that like that's the reason that i think it is necessary to to share that lying was a big issue because It's something that when you're in a relationship, you can convince yourself that, like, it's annoying, but it's not that big of an issue in the grand scheme of, like, a lifetime together. Yeah. But it will, like, destroy your sense of self-respect and, like... And your sense of self. Yeah. It's really fucked what it can do to you. So... And to be clear, I don't think we think that that is entirely to blame for how you've been the last couple of years, but it has played, like, a major role in in propelling that, I guess, and, like snowballing it so that is the the overview of yeah the breakup <laughs> and my personality coming back now the fact that my personality came back and the fact that i felt like just like i am such an optimist and i have such a huge vision for myself but i had completely lost that by the end of the relationship mm. and the fact that my sense of self came back immediately big sign and my sense of like vision for my life came back immediately yeah is the I think the thing that has got me through this because that is just such a clear sign that that relationship at least by the end was not good for me and it was not right for me yeah and so even when I've been like really devastated about it I've been able to have in my head like I'm not losing I'm not losing the relationship that was right for me so yeah I've been so heavily documenting this breakup mm-hmm. because like because <laughs> what gift. did you expect it's guys. a gift right like <laughs> the fact that I have another breakup out of nowhere very devastating but a gift 
So two things I've been doing. I've started mm-hmm. a, a journal just for breakup stuff. Have you started dating older men yet? I will throw up. <laughs> I will literally be sick. Um, no, I have not started dating anyone yet. It has been 25 days and his stuff is still in my apartment. <laughs> I'm like, that's... maybe let's wait until his stuff is not here and then we'll think about it. Um, and also I, I started recording voice notes. So I think this Love might it. be a good time for us to listen to the first voice note which is just a compilation of clips that I recorded over the first 24 hours of the breakout. Now, keep in mind, I have like four hours of voice notes. So this is yeah. just tiny snippets. But I'm this so is excited to listen to these because Maddie keeps telling me she's recording voice notes. And I'm like, I cannot wait for the podcast yeah. to listen. So this is a compilation that I have named Day One for Fiona. Hello, this is post-breakup Maddie checking in. I think I'm going to need a little project. So I'm going to do a social experiment and just record myself post-breakup. There's a fan going right now. Sorry, it's quite warm and I'm pretty upset. Honestly, me going through another breakup when I have the presence of mind to document it is a gift. Wonderful for my art. A great thing is that like I haven't let myself like do anything really sad, like smell his clothes and weep or anything. Like I've just been sobbing um, with like the normal smells of like my side of the bed. So... Oh, that's sad. Everything's so sad, guys. <laughs> I'm like laughing and cry. It's a great time. It's a great time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez. What a what a fucking start to the year. Weirdly, this isn't giving me doom vibes. Like you'd think given like the apocalypse in Washington, D.C. and this, oh. I'd be like, uh-oh, 2021. But I'm like, no, I know that this is clearing the way for something. Yeah. I just wish that we could have done whatever it is together but whatever that's a breakup i'm very sad but i'm being very productive (laughs) fun fact the things so far aside from the cat that has made me the saddest is the pack of fucking uno cards (laughs) because we literally were playing fucking uno like three days ago and now I'm like, I don't have anyone to play Uno with. I'm going to just have to play Solitaire. Or I'm going to have to play Scrabble with myself. So that's where we're at. I'm going to put the board games just away so put I can't see them. Away, but the Uno pack is currently sitting on my desk and I can see it. It's making me want to fucking ball my eyes out. Which is really fucking funny. Like, I'm, I'm devastated. I'm very upset. But a lot about this is also very funny to me. So I thought you might enjoy that the Uno cards are what is breaking me. Ha 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 ha. A shared experience. Am I right? <laughs> I'm like, how is it fucking day one? <laughs> What's up, party people? It's 1.48 a.m. <laughs> I've been sobbing for about an hour. I feel like the, the proper breakup is setting in. Because I, I yesterday, I was just like doing the kind of sob where you're like, <laughs> whereas like now I'm doing like the your mouth is open and no sounds coming out and you're just like convulsing kind of slobs so that's where we're at I don't know what I'm gonna do I can't go back to sleep but I also don't want to get up because that makes me feel sad everything makes me feel sad so I'm gonna keep playing Angry Birds Bubble Blast and just sobbing ta-ta <laughs> so those are some clips from the literal day that we broke up my personal favorite is I'm very sad, but I'm being very productive.
I really liked the Uno cards because it felt like I was reading some kind of like rom-com novel, but like it's like the breakup at the start before they get back together and you're like the Uno cards. And then like by the end of it, you're playing like Uno with your new boyfriend. You don't even realize that those are the same cards. Like, yeah, I thought you're going to go for like the accidental angle, of, like by the end you get back together. Well, ew. no. Yeah, Sorry. right. So this... <laughs> so this leads us to a segment <sighs> called Differences Between My Two Major Breakups. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> with my first major breakup, the initial gut feeling was completely different to this one. Yeah. So my initial gut feeling with my first major breakup was just horrific. It was just, like, stomach churning, like, this is so wrong. Yeah. Like, this is wrong. Like, this is the end of everything. Yeah. yeah, this was, like, my life has been, like, yanked onto, like, completely the wrong track. Whereas this time, it was what I've written down painful but freeing yeah and i think that's because like the if he if we had broken up in just a very sad normal way i think it would have been different but because we broke up in the exact circumstances that happened it was painful but i was like oh my god just get out just please leave you know yeah um another main difference and I think th- these are helpful for people because if you've been through like a horrific breakup and you're like, oh my God, is every single breakup like that? Yeah. They're not. It's not. It's not. Um, the time frame of feeling vaguely okay has been really different. And I'm going to go into like the different phases, like the different emotional phases and stages in a minute. But with my first major breakup, I have no idea when I actually started to feel even vaguely all right. Like, I remember I woke up every single morning just feeling like my life was ending all over again. Yeah. Um, I remember we broke up in January in that relationship too. Fun times. And I was still, like, actively out of nowhere bursting into sobbing tears at Easter. Yeah. With that breakup. Whereas with this one, I'd say the majority of, like, the horrific part took about a week and a half. Mm. And then I was And also, like, even the during that horrific part, I think you were handling that better than if, like, your normal self hadn't come back. So, like, I literally remember on the, like, Tuesday after you broke up. So you guys broke up on a Saturday. Saturday. And we have our podcast episodes come up on Tuesday, guys, if you didn't know. Um, And... Like, before the breakup, you had sometimes been struggling to, like, get it up on time or you are like, editing it last minute. And I remember you messaging me Monday night and saying, oh, by the way, the podcast episode's ready to go tomorrow. Like, yeah. and, I, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and then, and then by the next Monday, we used to have Monday meetings and then those went out the window for a while. The next Monday, we called to have a podcast meeting and you're like, oh, no, like, our Monday meeting, like, business meeting? Are you ready? And I was like, oh, yes, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> like, yeah. Even like within that hell week, you were able. Yeah, exactly. But even within that hell week, you were able to be more like productive and proactive than you had been before. And that was like your hell week, you know? So like, yeah, just props. Thank you. Yeah. So it hasn't been completely fine. When we recorded our last episode, mm-hmm. I remember after that, I was like, oh shit, how are we going to do this breakup episode? Because like, I just don't have anything to say about it anymore. Mm. And that was, that was like, after two weeks, exactly. Yeah. Now, since then, it it has been rough, but not in the same way as the first week and a half. It's just been like, I've just been depressed because like my life has exploded. But the time frame of feeling vaguely okay is completely different. 
Like, I can yeah. already eat solids. I couldn't eat solids for months with my first breakup. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, one relationship is more important than the other. It just means that the circumstances of a breakup can make the recovery process very, very different. Yeah. Um, and one thing that also has been really important, and it's a big difference, I actually have a little journal entry about this, um, is accepting it as over this time versus absolutely not doing that at all last time. Like last time it was impossible for me to even imagine that we would not end up together. Whereas this time, literally day one, <laughs> I was like, this relationship is over. I have to work on the basis that this relationship is over. Yeah. Like, and I think you're also forced into that a bit sooner as well because, like, you had logistics to work out with this relationship. Yeah. Like, who's going to live where? Where does the stuff go? Like, you've got bills together, you've got rent together and stuff. So it's just we like. We have pets. Like, yeah. he literally, when he comes to move out, like, he's taking the cat with him. And that's been one of the saddest things for me to deal with because I asked yeah. him to leave the cat for, like, this month. I didn't know it would be a month, but. Yeah. Like, so that's really sad. But there's so much admin. Like, we had to contact our estate agents and be like can you take will off the freaking apartment mm. like we have to swap all the bills over and things like that like there's just so much admin and that makes it really hard because it means that i can't just like not contact him yeah so that's been rough because like i've had to talk to him for admin stuff oh my god can we talk about the the streaming services logins <laughs> yeah so one of the first things I did when he left, like he walked out the door, I had a cry, and then I went on my Netflix and changed the password immediately. Like yeah. immediately. Because I was mad at that point. And I so was like, fuck you. Maddie and I share a couple of streaming services and streaming platforms. So I pay for the stand and Maddie pays for the Disney Plus and the Hey You, which I use now as well. Um and <laughs> I literally like went in because Maddie was like talking about the Disney Plus and I was like do I remove Will from the stand? Like, cause this was like only like a few days afterwards. And I was like, is it really harsh? Do I do it? Like, should I wait till he moves out? Like, I don't know what to do. Cause you know, he was on there as a, as an extension of you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like my very oh, really? close. You're not planning on keeping him on. <laughs> well, as we know, I went to log into the stand just to be like, Oh, like how do I even remove someone? Like I haven't had to do that before. Um, and he was gone. He saw himself. <laughs> <laughs> profile was just gone and I was like uh. and you were like Maddie did you do this and I was like well, that's, what, that's why I text you because I was yeah, checking to see how to do it before I even ask you if I do it but I was I like have you already remember, done it remember like I don't think I did but I don't think you'd have like, the privileges too because I have like I own the account I have like the admin things I don't think you would be able to like remove like Liam or Riley so I think he did just see himself out and I was like okay bye <laughs> Yeah, that was, like, one of the funnier ones. I'm like, really? Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, it made my decision easier because I was like, this is a weird position. Like, obviously, I was going to remove him at some point, but I was like, when do I do it? Like, is it after he takes his stuff? Is it, like, ASAP? Like, what do I do? And then, oh, didn't have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. So, um, that was a very interesting one. Yeah, this is what I mean where, like, breakups are so devastating, but also just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on a little lady journey uh-huh through my breakup journal now this breakup journal is something that we are going to go in depth about in the like how to get through a breakup because i've been doing so many like lists yeah so we're playing another episode about how to get through a breakup as yeah, well but... this one is just us debriefing you guys <laughs> this is a journal entry that i wrote on the tuesday so 
We broke up on Saturday. His birthday yep. was Monday, and I wrote this on the Tuesday. Um, and my friend AD had just come over. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, AD came over, and it was really hard to find any way to explain everything that made getting back with Will even seem like an option. I felt very firm in the fact that this is positive. Caught up with Louisiana, who's another one of my friends, on FaceTime, and told her the whole thing, feeling nothing but frustration and annoyance, but I know the other emotions will come back. Looked at some photos from early in our relationship and saw all the potential. Made me feel like we've done ourselves a disservice by fucking it up so badly. Part of me wishes he'd regret it and commit to really fixing things, but I wonder if that's just me wanting to feel comfortable again. My number one priority through this has been making sure that I am actually processing it and actually experiencing my emotions. Yeah. And so when I was talking to my friends about it, like... There was no way that I could explain to her how the relationship had ended that wasn't like, holy shit, get rid. You know what I mean? Like, and my friends are the kind of people who will be like, thank God, like, that is not okay, right? (laughs) Yeah. So there was no way, and like, I wanted to, like, I was in the mood that day to be like sad. Yeah. But the way that I was explaining it, I was like, wow, I can't even twist this in a way that like, I feel okay about that would make it seem like this is something I should want back. Yeah. So that was on a day where I was feeling like still sad, obviously, because it was very soon after. Yeah. But I was already very much like processing and seeing processing the that this isn't something that I should be trying to get back to. This is something I should be moving on from. Yeah. However, that's a lot more easily said than done. So on this day, which was the Thursday, so two days after that, I did like seven pages in my journal. And one of them is, this is a a very sad one, because I think sometimes when you are genuinely doing well in a breakup and you know that it is for the best, you can accidentally stop yourself from feeling the sadness of it. Yeah. And that is definitely what I had done. So then I've written, fully just had a giant sob. Oh, this is so sad. (laughs) By the way, guys, if I need to cry during this episode, I'm just going to do it because I'm really trying not to stunt myself. Um, Fully just had a giant sob because I'm sitting here in our home, all his stuff packed up near the door. Oh, shit. Mandy. Do you want to send it to me and I read it? I'll do it in a fun voice. No, it's a lot funnier this way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here in our home, all his stuff packed up near the door just looking around and really allowing myself to accept how much I don't want this. I don't want this, but it's not my choice. I don't want to have lost him. I don't want this to be the end. I don't want this at all. So that's very sad, right? And I'm really happy that I didn't force myself to put like a but at the end of it. Yeah. Because with a lot of this, what I do is I'll do the sad pit bit, but then I will remind myself of... It's for the best and da-da-da, yeah. Sometimes you really do just need to, like, Except allow yourself to be sad about it. Because, like, I didn't want this breakup. It Just because yeah. I can see the positives now doesn't mean that it was something that I would have chosen for myself. No. So let's go with another sad journal entry. Okay. And this one is a very difficult one for me to read, but I will get through it. This is from, I think, the hardest the hardest point of this for me was the Friday night. So we broke up on Saturday morning. Yeah. The following Friday night, I think, was the hardest for me. Yeah. Because it was 
the last time that I was like within a week of us being normal. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna like cry when I need to throughout this. Yeah. It's just hit me that this time last week, I was sitting a few inches to my left, eating some orange cake, feeling a bit down, but entirely secure in the possibilities ahead this year. Looking up to find Will asking to come in for a cuddle before he went to bed. And now he's nearly a week gone, probably not missing me at all. And I'm here in our home, alone in the same spot, feeling so lost and without an anchor. It's so horrible how quickly even the things that feel most permanent, things you literally can't imagine a life without, can change. I wonder if he was already planning to leave when he asked for that cuddle. I hope with everything that he wasn't. I hope we really did have that one last nice moment as the two of us. So that's what I mean, like, it's so up and down. Yeah, well, even during the day, because that was the day that I got back from the beach, that was the first time we had a long call about it as well. Yeah. And you and I was like, holy shit, Mandy's actually doing really fine. Yeah. And that would have been hours before you wrote that. So there are certain random things that will really hit you in a breakup, whether it is like the the anniversary of something or just like a specific milestone or um, every time something that still upsets me now is anytime I see our parking space because it's just empty now. Mm. And that's something that I'm not used to seeing. And it's a very clear visual reminder yeah. Of what isn't there. True. I've actually written a list of what the hardest parts have been. Mm-hmm. So the first few nights alone were really yeah. hard. When he came over the next morning, that was very hard. Um, mundane endings, like cleaning a mess we made in normal life. Um, and I've written yeah. in my journal, I've literally written somehow finishing cleaning the kitchen feels like an intolerable ending. Because I remember just like sitting there and looking at it and being like, once I clean that kitchen, like that's it, it's clean. I'm like, so sad listening to this. If Riley pulls this shit with me, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, I don't think she will, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, his birthday obviously was shit, but it was better than expected. I've written better than expected, but still not great. <laughs> um, the Friday night, one week on from the last time it was normal. So when I wrote that journal yeah. entry, um, mundane situations where I'd usually rely on him for support. So yeah. one thing that happened within days of him leaving was my little dog got a quite severe ass infection. <sighs> little Calvino. So, just yeah, and he's timings. completely fine now. <laughs> he's completely fine now. Mm. He had to go under anesthetic and like, it's been a very stressful time with it, but he's fine now. Yeah. But when I looked at my dog's little butthole and it looked so horrible <laughs> and like pussy and just like so scary. Yeah. It was, like, within days of Will leaving. Yeah. And, like, in that situation, I can't drive. And also, like, he has just always very been very stable. Yeah. So being, like, what do I do in this situation yeah. was really confronting. Um, and I that's the only time throughout literally this entire thing that I've come close to calling him. Mm. Because I was just, like, I don't know what to do. What ended up happening was my mom got her ex-boyfriend to call me. <laughs> And I picked up the phone, like, sobbing hysterically. <laughs> so that was fun. But I do think, though, like, the way that was obviously difficult for you, the way that you handled that, though, was really impressive. Like, it was, it sucked, obviously, but you did actually manage to, like, you know, get him to the vet, get it sorted, find a new vet near you, and all of those things, which 
you know, like, I think, I don't know, I just think you deserve, like, actual congratulations for that, because that is difficult to do at any time, let alone, like, right after a breakup, so. Thank you, yeah. A lot of this is just, like, proud mother moments. <laughs> but it is, like, all of my friends keep being, like, I'm so proud of how you've dealt with yeah. this, and I'm, like, I am so proud of myself. Yeah, Because be. I really, I would have thought that I would have, like, completely, like. Yeah, like, when I, before you guys broke up, like, Sorry, when you and you told me that you broke up, but we hadn't probably talked about it yet, I was like, this is either going to like snap Maddie out of, you know, what she's been going through for the last couple of years, or it'll send her into like, you know, a spiral. Yes, like a send her in just a deeper whole thing. Um, and I honestly thought the latter would be more likely. Um, and it would, yeah, and it would be it's understandable. A situation. Yeah, but like you've just managed to really like pick yourself up and spin it around. In a way that, like, I didn't think was not, like, I didn't think it was, like, not possible, but I also would have understood if it hadn't been the case. But, no, you've done a really good job. Thank you. Anyway, so I do think that, like, it would be easy for it to come across as if I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Haha, here's my podcast episode. But, like, as you can tell now from the fact I've cried multiple (laughs) times... Like, I have really been working through it. Yeah, like, the, the, reason, the it. reason I'm proud is because you actually are, like, doing several things, like, working through all of your emotions, like, reflecting on the breakup in a, like, really healthy way where you're, like, sad for what you lost, but also, and also, like, able to identify, you know, his, you know, misdoings or whatever it is, like, wrongdoings <laughs> um, in the relationship, but then also acknowledging your ones and what you could have done yeah. better and reflecting on that in a way that I think is going to be healthy for you going into future relationships because you'll know how to do things better. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I've done a bunch of lists on like what was wrong in the relationship and what I would want different, yeah. but I've also done a lot of lists on like what I need to work on. Yeah. So it's not just me being like, this is not my problem. Like, Hey, this is a learning opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just mundane situations, like even like thinking about like going to the supermarket or the fact that like he would drive me to go pick up my ADHD meds. Yeah. Like, that is something that now I'm like, ugh. Um, yeah, you gotta figure it out logistically now as well. Yeah. Another one of the hardest parts is just like the feeling of being disposable. Like that's something that I really struggle with. The idea that someone can just leave and it's like fine. Mm. Like that's something that for me personally is really hard. Cutting off fantasy thinking when tired is a rough one. When you are tired, your brain will just run away with you. And often I found when I was tired was when I would feel most sad. Yeah. Because that's when normally you just go to someone for comfort or like it's also where when your your barriers are down because you don't have any energy yeah. to keep them up. So being tired fucking sucks. Um, and then another one that I really struggled with, and this is something that we will go into, is the up and down of it all. So I felt fine for pretty much like the whole week um like i think the second week yeah and then i had like a massive sob on the friday listening to little mix because i had to text him about moving out so like and even just from moment to moment sometimes you're like really fine and then it'll just hit you so i really struggled with the up and down of it and i also struggled when i felt okay like weirdly in the moments when i felt fine that's when i would be terrified because I'd be like, am I just not processing this? And it's about to hit me a thousand times worse. Um, Luckily, no, you just do feel okay sometimes. Um, But that was a really, a really hard one for me. Yeah. Um, Now, I think it's time to get into some more voice notes. Voice note time. Speaking of the (laughs) hardest parts for me, Uh this is my favorite. Oh, let's start with a lighter one. Okay. 
No, let's start with the dark one. Let's start with the dark one. Let's go into loneliness. Let's play loneliness. <laughs> All right. .mp3. I fucking hate nighttime. Like, I'm literally still talking because I'm, like, alone in my fucking bedroom and I hate it. Like, I'm not a lonely person. But I, I have felt so fucking lonely in this apartment by myself. Because it's just, like, there's just so much loss. And for me, like, being lonely doesn't come from being by myself. I love being by myself, but it is just, like, the palpable absence of him. Oh, the line, though, the palpable absence of him. I know, I was like, well done to you, crying, Maddie. Uh, look at you, little writer. But that was a huge thing for me because, like, I, mean, I yeah. have, like, I don't get, I don't get lonely. Like, the actual sensation of loneliness yeah, is you're very so foreign to me. Girl. Yeah, because I'm... I am so happy by myself. Yeah. And, like, I know that being alone and being lonely are different things, but, like, because of how content I am by and how self-contained I am, yeah, I just really have so rarely experienced loneliness. So the first few nights were just so rough because, like I said, like, I think that real loneliness isn't just being by yourself. It is when you can sense you can feel that it, something's yeah. missing. And so I would just be, like, in my bed. Mm. And it would just feel horrible. Like, it just, the whole world felt empty. I would, like, look out the window and just feel like there were, like, I could see so much. But I'm like, there's just nothing here. Yeah, and especially as well, because, like, we just come out of 2020 where, like, you were in lockdown together. You were both around each other all of the time yeah and you weren't seeing your friends as much because of like lockdown or like mental health or whatever it was so you went from kind of having this like one person literally always there to that one person being gone like that's a lot like i've never lived in this apartment by myself i've never lived anywhere by myself like like, also like all your living situations have been you went from living with your family to living with me and then obviously like we had like a support network going on and then living with your your partner who where you had a support network going on there yeah to living by yourself like that is such an adjustment because you've never done that so bizarre and like i think one of the hardest parts for me has has been nighttime because like it fucking sucks but also because like he would always go to bed before me by a lot so like Mm. I would just sit out here for the first like week or so and I would just dread going into the bedroom because yeah, it'd be empty. Yeah. Yeah. And like even if I was feeling okay, I was just so scared to go in there. Because... Yeah, like that moment cuz every time, yeah. Yeah, cuz I knew that I would just go through the door and I would look over and there would be no one there. And like it's it's a different situation for everyone in terms of what it is that's going to hit you. But that for me was a very real problem because I would just, I was scared of going into my room. Like I was scared to go to bed because I knew that that was when it would really hit me. Like I love being by myself, Yeah. but there is such a difference. Like I had gone to bed with him every night for three years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I'm in our bed everything else is the same but then he's not there and it did not feel the same as like when he would just go away yeah like it's it's just so weird how it affects everything around you like i literally i would look out the window and i'd be like there isn't everything just felt empty 
Yeah. And it felt like if I, like, because I was very much, like, talking to people all the time. Yeah. And the good thing about having friends that live in different countries is there was always someone. <laughs> Anytime soon, yeah. Yeah. But the way it feels when you are, like, lonely and you specifically can't talk to the person that you're used to going to in that situation it is like you literally could like open the window and shout and all that would happen is an echo and like no one else would notice yeah and i think it's difficult as well because you work from home as well so like it's not like you go into the office each day and you're like at least this is like a new environment that isn't you know saturated in will and your relationship it's like that's where you live it's where you work it's where you sleep like it's always there yeah, it's just so, like, I really did just phrase it so perfectly in that moment. It was the the palpable absence of him. Oh, like, again. he just wasn't there. Amazing. <laughs> I know, guys, get ready to read my novel. I'm about to rewrite the whole start of it. Um, so we've just done loneliness. Shall we do uh-huh. an example? Because that was a moment where, like, I was upset and, like, I wasn't finding it funny. I was just very sad. Yes. This, I think, is my favorite is it made myself cry (laughs) (laughs) dot mp3 yeah let's go go. um hello it is 108 a.m i've been trying to make myself cry and i can't cry and now i'm horrified i'm like what the fuck is happening um so i'm wondering if i'm shutting down emotionally because i'm definitely not over it but i the emotions are not coming I forced myself to cry, and it worked, and now I'm really fucking sad. <laughs> so that's a great thing I've done for myself. is make this happen. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well done, Maddie. <laughs> that was literally, like, night two. Like, that was, like, the Sunday night. I was like, I can't cry. What's happening? And I was like, why have I done this? I think that would make a great TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) I forced myself to cry and now I'm really sad. (laughs) (sighs) Can we do another one? Yes. So this this next one is the, honestly, the centerpiece of it all. This is what you've all been waiting for. This is the clip of me opening the last bottle of milk that Will had bought. (laughs) So this is like, I would say this was probably the Monday. Okay, alright. Yeah. It's called openingthemilk.mp3. <laughs> I just want to share with you, because these are things that I find really funny, right? This doesn't sound like it's really funny, but I'm finding this really funny. I'm about to have a little breakdown. Because I'm about to open the milk that Will bought. <laughs> so on a... Friday night, Will went to the supermarket and he got me an orange cake and he got us milk, right? And I haven't opened the milk yet and it's making me sad. But it's also really fucking funny. Like, this is so funny to me and I'm so sad, but it's so fucking funny. And I think that this is like the epitome of what a breakup is like. Because I'm like, this is the most ridiculous situation. I'm literally standing in my kitchen looking at this fucking two liter bottle of milk on the bench. And I'm like, once I open it, then I'm never going to open a bottle of milk that Will brought again. Like the other day I washed one of his fucking dishes. Like I finished washing all the dishes and I'm like, that's Will's last dish ever. And I like had a full meltdown. That's so fucking weird. 
Like I'm literally looking at this carton of milk like, wow, it's really over, right? Grow up, but I need to make a smoothie. So I'm gonna open the, shall I open the milk with you here? It's taking us a long day, Let's buddy. open the milk, guys. It's open. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear me sobbing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm gonna make a smoothie now. Fuck. I think it's because it's so sudden. Like it's so, it was so normal and it was so sudden. And now I'm just like goodbye in the seal of the milk that Will bought me when I thought he still loved me. You know, that's how we're going. So I thought that it would be fun to take you along on, like, one of these little mini breakdowns. Because I'm okay now. I think I need to have another, like, 20-second sob. Um, which maybe I'll do while I'm blending. And then I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, like, sobbing while being like, this is really funny, guys. <laughs> like, I was, so I was finding it. Because I can, like, observe myself. I'm like, this is hilarious what is happening. Yeah. Like, I was just having a standoff with this milk. Yeah. Because I'd attached, like, the entirety of the relationship oh, to, like, once I opened this milk. That was me with, um, I had a Terry's chocolate orange that my ex's um, <coughs> mom gave me for Christmas. Because I spent Christmas with them and then Boxing Day I flew out and we were over. Um, and I just remember, like, that one Terry's chocolate orange sitting on my desk forever and being like, I can't do it. Once I do that, it's done. <laughs> it's so yeah, fun. it's rough. However, like my favorite part of that whole thing is when you hear the milk open, then there's silence, and then you just hear like these absolute sobs, yeah. but so quiet. <laughs> um, but something I said in the extended version of that oh, clip, yeah, because this was when I was cut. heavy into heavy into the voice notes, mm-hmm. just to get through the fucking day, um, <laughs> was. That I'll probably have another breakout breakdown when I finish the milk. Like yeah. I was like, oh god, I didn't even notice. Oh, look at you, gross. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like breakup to breakup, different. Sometimes you start the milk and you want to die, and then you finish the milk and you don't even notice. Yeah, just so, chuck it in the recycling and move on with your day. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, so those are some of my like <laughs> little things I went through. Um, yeah. miscellaneous things I've cried about, I think, is a nice little listicle to go into from this. So. Washing his last dish, mm-hmm. seeing the Uno cards, him calling me dude in a text. Oh, that was harsh. I, yeah, I cried about that because it's such a normal thing for us to do. But I was like, you broke my fucking heart two yeah, days like, you ago. To, you don't get to say dude now that we're not dating. Now you don't get to act like it's normal. Yeah, everything in my brain is just like, he never loved me at all. <laughs> but that's <laughs> So I cried about him calling me dude in a text. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about going to the supermarket, I cried about. Opening the last bottle of... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you probably would have cried about that before the breakup, too. I mean, I just get stuff delivered. Exactly. But I was like, wow, we used to go to the supermarket together and yeah. I'm the supermarket by myself. <laughs> so I cried about that. Um, opening the last bottle of Milky Bot. Mm-hmm. Um, a stain we had started cleaning together. <laughs> so I looked over and I saw this and it still had, like, the baking soda. Because it was on the carpet. It still had baking soda on the carpet. And I was like, wow, we really never thought that, like... This would the stain would still be there and I'd be by myself. The stain would outlive the relationship. Yeah, exactly. I fully was looking at. It, I'm like, we started that together. Yeah. So I cried over that stain. Um, I also cried over a stain he cleaned very badly that I had to finish. <laughs> Again, <laughs> so something walked... you might have cried over before the relationship. Ended. Yeah. Um, not being able to drive. Yeah. Uh, a website not working. <laughs> 
Was it a website that you were like working on or was it just a website that it you were It was an browsing? important, it was a website that I needed to use and it just okay. wasn't working properly. Mm-hmm. And so I cried. Um, expressing to a friend that I felt, quote, out at sea. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that really just hit really the nail on the head in that forward, moment. Yeah. Like I was feeling very <laughs> out at sea and I said it to one of my friends and then I had a breakdown. <laughs> Um, my mom's ex-boyfriend calling me when I was worried about my dog, Mm -hmm. um, perceiving Will as having not been nice to me, uh, conversely him being nice to me, Mm -hmm. and finally feeling supported by a Little Mix song. That's fair. Which one was it? Was it, um, just come around? Told you so. Look, it was a combination. It started with happiness, <laughs> yeah. then I moved into breathe, and then I went into a little bit of a told you so. Yeah. And then you can always do a little bit of like the cure. I was literally like, about to say I the won't. cure, follow that. Oh, I I've been won't. doing a lot of. Yeah, really? I won't is a big one. Yeah. Starting with happiness and ending with I won't, and then you can just play breathe like 12 or 13 times <laughs> in the middle of it. there's a bit in breathe oh my god by little Migs, and it's the kind of song where like were i not going through this breakup i'd be like catchy song but whatever yeah but because i'm going through a breakup and it really is one of the only like decent breakout songs on that album yeah there are some of the, the lines where it's like i can't erase your number i'm still sleeping in your jumper and i'm like ah. Like, I'm not sleeping in his jumper. I've been very careful to stay the fuck away from all his stuff because I don't want to do Did that Did I ever tell you that my ex, literally, there was a t-shirt of his that I used to sleep in. And when we broke up, he was like, you should take this with you. And I was like, I'm not trying to bring this memory with me. That's just going to traumatize me. Oh, I am. Like, I keep shit. 100% I keep shit. No, nah, I didn't keep but that But I'm not going to be doing it to myself right now yeah. in our apartment where all his stuff still is when I'm meant to be actually getting over the breakup. Fair. No, there's a place for memories and then there's another equivalent where it's like, I'm not letting go of this. And that's what the sleeping in the jumper is. Um, And there's another line in that song. Um, Here with the ghost of you, haunted but close to you. And I think that really illustrates that like you can be torturing yourself by like feeling like you're, you're with the ghost of someone. But as long as you're feeling that miserable, they're still there. Yeah. They're still there. But again, that's something I've been trying to avoid. Yeah, so I remember those like, are some in, things that I've cried about. In my first relationship, I remember like, and like the first big breakup, I remember like the thought of being okay of not about not being with him. Like that was like the most heart wrenching thing. Yeah, like, I said that this... in our first episode. Yeah. I was like, I literally would have rather suffered forever than not love him anymore. Yeah. I don't feel that this time. Which is good. <laughs> yeah. And this is another one for anyone who's been through a horrific breakup or is going through a really horrific breakup. My first breakup being as bad as it was. And like now in retrospect, I can be like, wow, yes, that really was a very traumatic breakup. Yeah. Is one of the best things that like it's a gift because mm-hmm. it has helped me get through this so much. Because you know that you're because, capable of getting over that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, if I could get over that, I can get over this. Yeah. In the episode we'll do about how to actually get through the first parts of a breakup, we are going to go really into my like breakup journal and all the lists I've been making in there. Because the number one tip that I will give any of you who are going through anything, it's such a cliche, but journaling, just writing everything down has literally been the way that I've got got through this. Yeah. Like, it has made the world of difference in so many different moments where I've been like, I feel horrific. I will just write it down and I manage to work through it. And it also means that, like, you then don't have a weird, like, subconscious tendency to want to hold on to the sadness so you don't forget it. You're like, I've written it down. I can read that back on a podcast and cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I want to get through i think our 
Our last two voice notes, mm-hmm. and then go into my final big segment for this. All right. So this is a, a little snippet called Sims. All right. And this was so soon after. This was like day two. All right. I don't think I've ever played with us as Sims, but I've definitely made us as Sims. So I'm going to have to go in and like, killing him seems a bit <laughs> extra, but you can't really get rid of the whole Sim unless you kill him. So, we'll see. We'll see what I have to do there. Maybe I'll move him out and just make him have a shit life. Maybe I'll move him out into, like, one of the tiny apartments with rats. Maybe I'll do that. That seems to have cheered me up, that idea. (laughs) So, I think it's a lesson for all of us in, like, just how you can get little wins anywhere, really. Like, just the idea. And I did get our Sims to get divorced. I've got screenshots of it. I will put them on the Instagram, (sighs) at heycabinfever. (laughs) i made his sim divorce my sim out of nowhere and then his sim was like having a breakdown and my sim was just like working on the computer love that for you um and then i moved him out but that was because she was still happy because um i'd forgotten she's pregnant so she was happy and then the the pregnancy happy wore off and then she was a bit upset but then i just exited out of that and played with a different family i want to save the last voice note for near the end Mm -hmm. what i want to talk through now mm-hmm. are the phases slash stages of this breakup that I've had so far. When you Google, there'll be like between five and eight stages that people will list for you. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, I've got about 20. So <laughs> these are in no particular order, but I have yeah. indicated for some of them. Cause what I did was I just read through my breakup journal and was like, wow. Okay. These are different phases. Yeah. So the first stage was, pissed off slash indignant. I started off there and I've circled back many times. And that is because the breakup event, I just truly felt was so disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Like I was like the fact that this is what you're doing after three and a half years. So I started off pissed off. Then I moved into desperation slash bargaining. And this kicked in when he came back from his walk and we had our hour-long conversation once I forced him to stop packing and talk to me. Yeah. This was, like, just... the. It's the only time that I've ever had in my mind that I would want to change his mind. I knew it wouldn't work because I know him as soon as he makes up his mind about anything, whether it is based on idiocy or logic, it, that's it. Like, you, can't, he's not willing to reconsider for good or bad reason. Yeah. But there was a real desperation in there. And the desperation has not come back. And the bargaining has, but the desperation has not. Um, acceptance was a nice one that also came very early. And I think that you have different stages of acceptance. Yeah, different levels of it. At the end of that conversation we had, I literally was helping him, like, find his stuff to pack so he could leave. Like, I was like, do you have this? Do you have that? Like, don't forget this thing. Yeah. Bye. Like, because I'd accepted that it was done. Yeah. And I was like, my emotions are not for you anymore. I've accepted it. I know I've got a long way to go, but I wasn't like, don't leave. I was like, the worst part was when he was like, do you want a hug? And I kept saying, yes, I do want a hug. But I know that when I hug you, then it's over. Like, he just kept asking me. He's like, do you want a hug now? And I was like sobbing. I'm like, of course I fucking want a hug from you. You were my boyfriend this morning. And I'm in, in crippling emotional pain. But I knew that as soon as I gave him a hug, that would be the last hug. And also that that would be the end of the conversation and it would just be done. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a tendency pretty much everyone has. 
to try and hold on to the last bits of it because you're just like, this might not be a fun conversation, but it's the last conversation that we are ever having together. Like anything that we have after this is us as broken up yeah. people sorting out logistics. Like, so that was really hard. But by the end of it, I had in my mind, I was like, the only way I'm going to get through this is if I just accept it. The next phase for me was optimism slash blind faith in the universe. This again was the first day still. And this has been my primary state since. So, and this was, I think, the ma the major way that I knew that the breakup was correct. It may not have been easy, but it was correct for me and my life. And that is that I felt so optimistic, like I was destroyed. Yeah. But I felt optimistic and I felt like I, there was a reason for it. And I do, like, I'm a very, like, things happen for a reason person in general, but it has been so rare that I have had such a strong gut feeling that something was happening for a very specific reason. And like, I've obviously had my ups and downs since then. <laughs> but at every step of the way, I've been like, I know this is happening for a reason. Like, I know this is happening for a reason. Like, I don't know what that freaking is yet. And in one of the voice notes that I haven't put in, it's just me being like, I, I know it's happening for a reason. I cannot imagine what that is yet. And I can't imagine a positive track for my life yet that doesn't involve him. But I know that that's because I'm just so used to that and that it's perfectly normal that I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, the next one was a little bitch. Uh, and that is regret. Now, regret is not the same as like bargaining. Regret is just like not necessarily trying to change the outcome. It's just more like looking at what could have been changed if it were to happen yeah. differently, I guess. Or not even, just like, I, I remember so specifically because normally when I would go to bed, I would like cuddle him. Yeah. And the night before, the Friday night, like I didn't, I just went to sleep. And so for me, mm, like it was, yeah. Yeah. It was like, my main thought was just like, I wish I'd known last night. That that was last so night. So that I, yeah. So that I could have just given him a cuddle and gone to sleep like that. Yeah. And that wouldn't have changed the outcome. Yeah, I think a big thing that I struggle with, because both of my serious relationships have ended so suddenly, and they've just been out of my life. Like, my other one was long distance, and I didn't see him again for two years. Um, which, honestly, I probably preferred to this way, having to go back and forth about things and having it drag <laughs> on. Yeah. But... I really struggle with, like, have the idea that there were things that were the last time that I didn't know were the last time. Yeah. And that has, that's something that's in my book. Remember I read you that part from my book? Yeah. Where they're, like, and I was just <laughs> reading Fiona, this, like, fictional passage from my novel. <laughs> and we we're both just, like, weeping. And people say manifestation isn't real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The thing is, for my novel, this is brilliant because I've never had a breakup like the one in my novel. And this one's very similar. Mm. So it's Love great. For you. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Will. This gift. <laughs> but yeah, I struggle a lot with the concept of like, I didn't know that was the last time that I would have the chance to fall asleep with him. Yeah. I mean, I know when the last time I told him I love him was because it definitely would have been in that last conversation. Yeah. But I don't like... There are so many things that I'm like, I wish I had known that that was the last. A lot of things I'm glad I didn't know. But a yeah. few things, it's like, I wish I could have just gone and, like, appreciated that. Yeah. I remember, like, during my breakup, 
I knew that it was everything was going to be the last because we were like, we're breaking up when you fly back to Australia in a month from now. And so it was like a different kind of torture where like we'd be lying in bed cuddling and my mind was like, this is the last time. This is it. This is done. And we get on the bus. I'm like, last time I'm ever getting a bus with him. Like it's. Yeah, it's, it's such a different. Like there isn't there isn't a better option. Like, yeah, neither of them are pleasant. Like, no, of I'm having not. obviously to a, a much lesser extent than you and your first love. Of course, but with me and the freaking cat, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, because I complain about the cat all the time. You but really I love did. Him. <laughs> That's sad. I know, but like it sucks because I'm like, when I can't see the cat, I'm okay because I'm like I know I will be fine and like I am. By the time you're all hearing this, the cat will be gone. He will have moved his stuff out and I will have... <laughs> the way you said he'll be moving his stuff out, it sounded like Kuss is going <laughs> to pack his little cat back. <laughs> but yeah, it will be over. But for me recording this, I have yeah. just the massive hurdle left of having to deal with this weekend. Yeah, it's a lot. That's what I mean. Like with having it drag on, it makes it harder in a lot of ways because I've had this hanging over my head. And I know that once it's over then I can just start moving forward because I don't have to factor in any of this and I can just be like, don't think yeah. about him. But it fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, so it really is, yeah, there's there's no... There's no good there's way. There's no way for... A, no, there's no good way for a breakup you don't want Do you think um, that was how Riley felt leaving Kelvin? Like, every day being like, this is his my last walk with him. Probably. But it makes me so sad seeing Calvin and Cuss, the dog and cat, just hanging out. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, little brothers. Guys. Yeah, and they both sleep with me in the bed every night. Cuss, like, <laughs> sleeps, like, disturbingly close right up on my chest. I love that. I can't and wait like, to get pets. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, Hopefully mine won't be uh, ripped away from me after a traumatic breakup, but... <laughs> well, you know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> if you get them together, then you have more of a right to be like, leave it with me rather than if he like moves his cat in with you and then yeah. dumps you, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was another phase, the regret phase. Um, we've already been through this one. Loneliness slash untethered feeling. Yep. Which was really hard for me to deal with because it was very new and it hit most heavily at night and nighttime sucks. Yeah. This is a fun phase. I've just called it with all capitals at the start of the words, the big pain. Mm-hmm. This is one that like, you kind of remember it after a breakup, but it's probably similar to giving birth where your brain <laughs> and your body yep. are like, you know, it sucked, but like, there's a reason that you can't recall it properly. <laughs> and like, so I was going through like the first day of, like, you even heard in the voice notes, I'm like, the bad part's here. Because I was, like, sobbing heaps during the day. Yeah. I was like, this is so upsetting. I'm so sad. But then the big pain hits. And mm. you are just, like, you are just sobbing, like, on your side, convulsing, either with just a silent open mouth or, like, some sound that should be coming out of a moose. Like, <laughs> big, yeah, yeah, being there. The big pain is the one that it feels like someone is like squeezing, somehow squeezing you around the shoulders and squeezing you around the chest at the same time. Like, it is, ugh, it's that sound, but just with like so much pain. And like, there's such a huge physical element to it. It is the kind of thing where like it feels like your emotions are like constricting you physically. Yeah. So that's the big pain. Um, then the next one is, again, each word capitalized. A huge fuck you is another phase. 
and this happened anytime I talked to any of my friends, <laughs> uh, reading the birthday cards he oh wrote my... to me one week before leaving to my friends, which we will circle back to. God, they were, they were a lot. And anytime I think about the exact circumstances of the breakup event, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like a huge fuck you. And that's a nice one. Because when you can anchor those emotions in something very real, and it's not you kidding yourself that you're mad, it's it's a bit freeing, at least for a moment. Um, the next phase is, I think, one of my least favorite. And this is bargaining. The bargaining phase fucking sucks. Because when you're in the bargaining phase, mm. like, all your dignity just goes it's out. It's gone. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think the bargaining phase looks pretty. <laughs> Luckily for me, I was just bargaining with the universe and not with him directly. So for me, this started on night three and it was just me. Was that his birthday? Yes, it was his birthday. Great. Um, It started on night three and it was just me sobbing to the universe. So just me having a chat with the universe being like, I understand that you have a plan here. But if there is any way that the plan can involve It was just me having, like, a full breakdown trying to bargain with, like, an an entity. Mm -hmm. But also making it so clear. I'm like, I accept what you are doing here. I am surrendering myself to the path that I need to be on. But I'm just saying that if there are multiple paths that would be good, and one of them includes this not hurting so much anymore, I'd like you to go down that route. But again, I'm not trying to ask for something that might be wrong for me. It was so much of me just like trying to backpedal (laughs) and be like, I respect you universe, but bring him back immediately and fix everything. (laughs) So that started on night three. I did some tarot cards. Luckily, I was aware it was the bargaining phase and that it would pass, which has. I think if you don't, if you're not aware that it's the bargaining (laughs) phase, it is just you being like, I've been kidding myself this whole time and all I want in the world is the relationship back. Yeah. So yikes. Um, Betrayal and disappointment (laughs) is the next (laughs) space. And then the the note I've written next to that is almost constant underlying. So the next phase is numbness, which I've written often, majority of the second week and some of the first. Mm -hmm. So this is not the same as like feeling good, it's just feeling nothing. Yeah. And that was very scary for me. That was one of the times when I would feel the nothingness. I was like, oh, God, there's a giant wave coming. Um, but it's not always what that means. Like, sometimes the numbness is just you're so exhausted emotionally. It's like you're just, that you're, your brain's having a break because it needs it. Yeah. yeah. So if, you fe- if you're feeling the numbness, it does not necessarily mean there's something horrific coming. It's sometimes it's just your brain having a break. Yeah. The next phase is a fun one. <laughs> There's so many fucking phases. This is what I mean when all of them, all of them are like <sighs> bargaining, acceptance, grief, anger. I'm like, bitch, those are those are blanket terms for the the many phases. <laughs> Another one is uh, this is a positive one, which is nice. Um, it is mm-hmm. empowerment slash excitement. So, and mm-hmm. this for me in this breakup has been very frequent. It's been on and off the entire time, and I think. If you yeah. are feeling that, especially early on, first of all, it is it is a extra big I mean, it is good. a coping mechanism because it's your brain trying to be like, let's feel something nice. But it also is a sign that like this is a positive for you. It may be shit, yeah, and it's a sign you can get yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, this I think is again one of my least favorite ones, and is just tired, sad, emptiness. And this is different to feeling like the desperation. It's different than feeling the big pain. It is just. This hit me on day day six, so the Friday, and I've written, it's nothing dramatic, just exhausted and very down. 
was too tired to keep myself fully in check. So this was accompanied by another involuntary bargaining phase. Found my thoughts drifting a lot to scenarios of how to fix things, but was careful to shut these down ASAP. The tiredness for me was, yeah, tired, sad, emptiness was horrible because that's one of the phases that can last for like the majority of a day. And it's also when I found that I would miss him. Like I've missed having someone around, but I think I'm just so like... It's always been like a, a vague man in the yeah. apartment. Not like... I have written a two-page list of what I want in my next boyfriend. It's a great one. Which yeah, is very good. List. Number one is like brown hair. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried a blonde. I've tried an Australian now. I know this isn't... Come on. No, 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 thank you. That's it's not a good I'm willing for to you. compromise on the Australian, I guess. But I don't think I'm gonna... It's brunettes for me from here. Thank you. I will not deviate yeah. from my gut. Um, but yeah, the tired set emptiness sucks because it's when you're just like on your couch feeling so exhausted and just so sad. And that's the kind of mood where you normally would like have your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever there just to like make you feel a bit better. And so, yeah, that just sucks. And it's when you don't have enough energy to get yourself out of that state as well, which is, it just blows. Mm. Um, another phase. (laughs) Yep. Anger, a very simple one. I've written waves whenever I thought of specific things. Anger is a nice one. I think I enjoy the anger because it, you're not as sad. You're just like, fuck you. It's like a different kind of negative emotion. Yeah. Um, a very tricky one is self-blame. Um, and this is, I think, a mm-hmm. very common one. Even if you are like, I didn't cause this, your brain will go back and back and back and just try and pick apart everything you've ever done, somehow making it your own fault that they have changed their mind. Because your brain is very good at only connecting the dots it wants to. So it'll go back and be like, when we first got together, he felt this way. And now this has happened. What happened in the middle must be me. I must be the problem. And it Mm, will connect dots mm -hmm. in just the most unhelpful ways. But like, I'm sure a lot of people have felt that way. And I felt that way, but I, I know that that is not actually the truth. And it's not how I feel now. So you will get through that. And when you're thinking more logically, yeah. yeah. Um, Guilt for feeling okay. Like on the days where I felt genuinely okay, I would feel horrible about it. I'd be like, this is not, does this mean Mm. I didn't care? It doesn't mean you didn't care. It just means that you've gone through something really horrible and you are able to see the positives for yourself. And you're starting to operate as an individual rather than part of a couple. Deep, weighty sadness. This is one that Mm -hmm. I felt one that I haven't written down which was literally my entire week last week is just depressed and I don't mean like very yeah. sad I mean like the chemicals in my brain were like you are not allowed to feel anything positive and I just felt like shit um but deep weighty sadness is different um day six again was the worst for this for me painful but necessary to acknowledge so it is like it's the kind of emotion that you can describe as sorrow like, there is such a specific yeah. kind of sadness. You're like, this is sorrow. And that's what the deep, weighty sadness is. Because it's like, there's nothing to do but just allow yourself to kind of, like, sit in it. And be like, well, fuck. Like, this is horrible and I am just yeah, like, so this is sad. It. Um, yeah. Another one is emotional block. And this is different than, like, the, the numbness. Emotional block is like, it is a coping mechanism. It's not your brain taking a break. It's your brain saying, stop feeling these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So what I've written here, I think was from a week, two weeks later, maybe. Um, And I wrote down, it's much harder to cry than it was a week or so ago. So it does feel like there is a layer of emotion that I can't get out. 
And then one of my favorite sentences from the journal is, just a helmet of uncryable tears inside my face. So it literally felt like my face was a Spartan helmet. And then (laughs) underneath, there was just like a layer of tears that like I couldn't get to. And that is really frustrating because the most important thing, aside from just making sure you're getting your thoughts out, is getting your emotions out. Like when you feel like every time I felt like I've needed to cry going through this, with the exception of this morning, I was at the vet and I was saying thank you to the vet for being so good throughout all of this. Um, And I wanted to cry then, but I was like, not to the time. Um, But every other time that I've wanted to cry, I have just cried because I'm like, I need to get this out. So feeling the emotional block where you know it's there, but you can't access it, that is horrible. Um, And the final stage is a positive one because I hope I wish it on a positive. And that is pride. Yeah. Like I have, this has been horrific, but I have been very, very proud of myself every single day for getting through it as well as I have and for allowing the negative thoughts and feelings to happen, but not take over. Yeah. Instead of like shutting them down. Yeah. And I think it is very important to be very proud of yourself when you're going through a breakup because when you're going through a breakup, tiny things are really hard. Like I wrote a list of all the hard things that I did in the first week of the breakup. And a lot of them weren't that hard, but like in that moment, just tackling them felt very difficult. Yeah. And so it is very important to, to be proud of yourself. Yeah. When you're going through a breakup. Well, you know what, Maddie? Yeah. On that note, would you like me to read you my, my proud mother moments? I would. Yeah. So this is like, you know, we've talked about it obviously as well, but before the breakup, you weren't in the best place. No. So I think that these are things, some of them where it's like, I don't know how well you would have dealt with them before or if Mm -hmm. you were able to do them before. So one is, as mentioned before, the podcast being ready super early because that was something that you were like working on before that. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking a lot of responsibility for Kelvin. So like, because before the breakup, you weren't taking him for like walks as much as you are now. Like you weren't going out there as often. And now it's like every single day, even on the days where you don't want to do it, you're like, oh, I've got to go walk Kelvin. And even, like, your attitude towards the walks. Like, I remember, like, the day you messaged me, you're like, wow, going outside and having coffee really helps, huh? And I was like, you just wouldn't have said that before. Yeah. Like, we forced you to go on a walk in lockdown and you're like, this is hell. I hate yeah, this. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> I hated everything. Yeah. Um, well, actually, one of them as well was um, there's, like, less negativity coming from you. Yeah. Because I think, like, when you're in a dark place, like, you want you look for negativity and everything else. And, like, the majority of our conversations would be quite negative. Like, not in, like, towards me or anything, but just you'd be, like, it'd be it'd be the higher percentage of, like, hate-watching and bitching than we normally have. Yeah, no, I agree. My entire thing was just, like, I just was so... I think I was just so much more unhappy than I let myself realise. Yeah. And it was just affecting... It meant that I just didn't want to enjoy anything. No, exactly. Like, even, like, Little Mix. Like, you didn't listen to the new Little Mix album when it came out. I didn't listen to music at all. I know. I was scared that it would make me feel something horrible. Exactly. Yeah. So like even things like that, like you were putting off something that you would typically enjoy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's like less negativity now, which like obviously we, I mean, to get into the mood to do this podcast, we hate watched a video and it was horrific. Yeah. But it also broke our brains because it was so bad. It was so bad. We had to like so then take bad. a break. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we, we're always going to have that element of it, but like just the percentage yeah. um, mentioning going to therapy because everyone on the podcast has heard me hinted it to Maddie before <laughs> on the podcast. And now like, you're just like, Oh yeah. Like 
yeah, that's a good thing on my timeline, which I think is a good thing for like literally anybody to do. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging like when things suck and just like, you're not just blindly going through it. You're not being like, oh, I'm fine and perfect. Like as you guys have seen here as well, like you're being like, oh yeah, these elements of it suck and I'm sad now and I'm sad for no reason and I'm sad for a good reason, all that sort of stuff and actually processing it instead of just being like, because a lot of the time in breakups, you just want to be like, portray to the world that everything is good, but you're not just falling for that this time. No. And I also, I'm like, I don't want to portray to the world that everything's good. Cause like, yeah. it fucking sucked. The Monday meeting. Cause you fully brought that back. Like yeah. that disappeared. And then it was your initiative to be like, okay, cool. We're doing it again. And I love a Monday meeting, seeing your friends more and relying on them. Because I think a lot of the time your default is to kind of go into yourself and like, you know, be more solitude based than reaching out to people sometimes when you're going through hard things. Um, but you yeah, actually, that has like, been a big one for me. Is actually yeah. talking to people about how I feel. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're actually choosing to talk to people and reaching out, which mm. I'm very proud of you for. Um, you. Having like a list of things. So I, you haven't mentioned this podcast and you can edit this part out. Mm-hmm. But during your breakup process, you mentioned having a list of things that need to change if you and Will to, were to be together again. And it wasn't you being like, I want us to be together and here's a few minor things. You're like, here's what needs to change in the relationship and also individually on both ends. So yeah, you're both that like really helped me to be like, first of all, would that even be worth it? Is yeah. that even realistic? And mm. is that even something that I want if it's gonna take that much work? Exactly, yeah. But I think it's good for you to acknowledge like one, what you need in a partner, because like what he has to change is what you therefore need going forward. Yeah. Um, and also what you need to change for yourself to be like healthier in a relationship again and have a more successful relationship and just also to be able to like thrive more in general and like the areas that you needed to have in the relationship be better so you can use that in future relationships yeah oh yeah and also just remembering to eat food and like doing the little everyday things that can just fucking suck during a breakup um and that is my proud mother moment well done maddie hashtag proud of you thank you that's just to, also to signify to the listeners, like, the shift that has happened. Yeah, it, it really has is, been like, so I different. know that, especially the start of this episode was very much like, ha ha ha, break up, let's talk about it. Yeah. But that's because I'm like, I don't even know how to get into the headspace to talk about this. And I don't want to start from a place, of, like, if we'd recorded this a few days ago, it would have just been so depressing. Because mm. I just was like, not, I was like, oh my god. But I, I don't want it to come across as though this is something that I am trying to be like, this is insignificant. Like, this is a, a huge thing that's happened in my oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Like, I fully was like, I will be with Will for the rest of my life. Like, I tried while we were together to be like, can I even imagine my life without him? And I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't even imagine a scenario in which we wouldn't be together. And yeah. so for the fact that like of and any relationship oh, where the you universe live is so together, creative. What's like to not know. be creative enough, Maddie? <laughs> There's actually a really funny clip of me. This is the most my life shit ever. Like I can never just have like this is normal. I think our, my relationship was too normal. <laughs> so the universe is like, let's give you a surprise breakup right after a pandemic. Um, at the exact same time that you have PMS and also you live together and you won't have an income during this time and he's straight up just gonna leave and your dog's asshole is gonna be infected <laughs> bon appetit bitch 
<laughs> I literally remember like when it happened because I was like, oh, like I should try and like get to Melbourne and like, you know, help you organize some stuff. And I was like, oh, I literally cannot. Like the borders are closed. Like yep. I, I can't come yep. help. It, and it's like everything that has happened has been like the universe is forcing me to confront this by myself. Yeah. Because it's done it at a time where I couldn't run back to my mom's house. And you couldn't run to Bali. No, or I Europe. can't fucking travel. It's killing me. I can't do an eat, pray, love. All the, That's I, really I, difficult. It's, it is killing me. But the fact that at any other time, like, my instinct would have been to just move back to my mom's house and be like, fuck my life, you know? Yeah. But because that isn't an option, I had I had a really clear decision to make, which was, do I pack up my entire life, put it in a storage unit and move over to my mom's house or something? Or do I say, I'm staying here in my apartment, I'm keeping my life and I'm going to make it work. And that's what I've done. Yeah. And I think that that was a really significant turning point in me being like, I'm keeping my life. I'm not going to fuck myself up over yeah. this. Um, but it is such a, like, I still can't believe that it's happened. Yeah. Like, it's just so bizarre. And not in the way where I, like, I know that I have processed it now. And I know it's going to be horrible to have to see him on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I sick about that. But it's just, it is just the sort of thing that, like, I really did, I really didn't think it would happen. So it is just such a massive, massive thing. And I'm so happy that, like. It's just like a a life upheaval. Yeah. It's enormous. But I'm really glad that I have managed to steer myself so far in the direction of making it a positive. Yeah. Because good God, it could have gone the other way. Yeah. One final thing (laughs) that I wanted to end this with. Whatever this is, no. (laughs) It's not like. I don't know why I've saved this for the end. I think it's because, like, it just didn't fit anywhere else. But something that you may have noticed I've mentioned a couple of times is the timing of this breakup. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, no, no, no. My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a two-part voice note situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first part is me just chatting away probably three. No, I think it was literally, again, the first day. Mm-hmm. The day of, of the breakup. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, one of the best parts of my big breakups always happening in January is that it means that I can then look at the birthday cards that they wrote me on January 2nd that are like, <sighs> here's to a great year together, love you so much, and then know that they dump me like a week later. <laughs> like, I know that I'm saying, that's so fun. Like, I, I know that by fun, I mean, like, incredibly emotionally and mentally damaging. <laughs> But it is kind of fun, though. It's fun that I have those little mementos of, like, how quickly things can change. So that's me. Just having a chat about something that really is quite fun. Like, (laughs) and one of the first things I did do was read back over. So for my birthday, which is January 2nd, we all know by now, Mm -hmm. um, Will wrote me two separate cards. And one of the things I did very early on after he dumped me was go back and read them and be like, did I miss something here? Yeah. I've read them both out to Bethany and to Fiona. Yeah. And all three of us are like, this just doesn't make sense. Yeah. This is not what you write when you're planning to break up with someone. And something that he did tell me is that he literally made the decision to end the relationship as he did it. Like in the moment. Yeah. Yes. And I believe that because that's exactly the kind of bullshit that I believe at this point. So reading those birthday cards, I was like... Wow. Yeah, because, like, when you wow. told me about, like, the breakup, I was like, oh, shit. But I wasn't, like, 
I, I was shocked, but I wasn't like, it's the most entirely shocking thing in the entire world because you guys, you know, had your issues that were going on. But then yeah. when you explained to me how you had both literally just had a massive conversation about how to fix the issues that were happening and mm-hmm. had like a proper plan for it and read me these cards, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what yeah, the fuck? that's when you get the full <laughs> scale of like, I really, yeah. there wasn't a way that I could have seen this. Yeah, because if, if it happened, like, three weeks earlier, I'd be like, okay, like, you know, there were these issues and there wasn't that, like, sort of that reassurance. No, not even three weeks for- earlier. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have made sense then. It, it would only have made sense had we, no, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes sense as in, like, I can understand what the issues were that led to this outcome. Yeah. But, but, but the way it unfolded. It's just because makes it happened. No sense. Yeah. It's like, it's just because it happened right after you just had that conversation to fix these issues for the future and after these cards that it's like, wait, what? And the cards were very much like, here's things reflecting on the past and all the positives. And here's to the future. Now, speaking of here's to the future, mm-hmm. there was a little message on the back of one of my birthday cards. Let's play it. I won't tell you guys what it Damn was. It. Can I can I say what it was? I think you can. It's pretty funny. It's so anyway, simple. On the back of one of the birthday cards, it says in like bubble writing. Big bubble letters in text up. Team twenty twenty one. W E and M M. So this is a clip of me recording Fiona when I sent her a photo of that. And then this is the back of the first card. What? (laughs) What? That just doesn't seem like something you deliberately draw in bubble letters on the back of a card when you're planning to dump someone nine days into the year. (laughs) You know? (laughs) What? I did not know you were going. I was like, I literally, as I was doing that, I was like, we're gonna want this. Yeah, we're no, that's fair. This. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just was really shocking. It really is just a bizarre set of circumstances. So, I think this episode has been a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm. I think I'm. There's no perfect way to make this episode for me. And I'm always going to pick it apart and be like, I should have sounded more sad about the relationship or I should have did it. Like what? I'm not going to force it. But like, also, right I think now, this was like a good honest snapshot into it. Like you did the cries. You talked about the sad. You also talked about how in the long run, it's going to be fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels quite as, as holistic been... as you can get for like, I mean, two whole hours of recording. <laughs> yeah. So there, there hasn't been, the process of me in the three and a half weeks since we broke up uh-huh. hasn't been me just like sitting back and getting on with things and it just getting better. No. I have been doing so much work to make sure that I am processing it and getting through it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we are going to get into in like great detail in an episode that will come out come out soon. It won't be the next one, yeah. but it will come out It'll soon. It'll be soonish, yeah. Um, and I will take you through like, Everything that I did in the immediate aftermath of the breakup, every single list that I have made in my journal, like everything that I've done to work through it, and also just some general tips that we both have yeah. for dealing with a breakup. Um, but I just wanted to, to address this on the podcast because it just, first of all, I'm a nosy bitch and I would want people to, to do this so yeah. I could listen to it. Um, but also because 
it's a massive thing that's happened in my life. And it would be very weird to me to not address it. Yeah, imagine and if you were going that... from like episodes where you're like, oh, Will, my life partner, to like never mentioning him again. But I'm still mentioning Riley like it's like that's a normal thing that we do is we talk about our partners. So Yeah, and I just really feel as though as much as we do like take the absolute piss out of everything on this podcast, mm. such an important part of what both of us do just in our general lives is like sharing our own experiences to to help other people Mm. yeah and like breakups fucking suck one of the only things that made me feel okay on that first day because i kept trying to distract myself by watching normal stuff but it just made me feel horrific because i was like why is why is this normal thing happening when i'm going through agony the only thing that made Mm. me feel comforted and okay was a podcast about breakups i listened to amelia liana's podcast about breakups that she made after her fiance left her and like that made me feel so much better i feel as though it is a really good opportunity that we have here to use something really shit that i'm going through right now to just make just make other people feel better yeah because it's so shit and it's something that is so hard to understand because I'm an incredibly introspective person. Mm. So it's relatively natural for me to unpack everything I'm going through and like analyze it. But for a lot of people, that's just not that's just not how everyone works. So yeah. I think if I can give back to the people. I think, yeah, if we take anything away from this, it's that even if Maddie and I are going through intense amounts of suffering, we're just so selfless that we will still put other people first and put helping others before that. And that's just really beautiful and noble of us, I guess. Yeah, that's what we're all about here at the world's (laughs) number one podcast, Cabin Fever. Now, speaking of being selfless, Mm -hmm. for me and my broken fucking heart, if you could just share our podcast with as many people that you know as possible. Yes. That would really make my healing journey a lot easier give her that little dopamine hit of views just do it (laughs) really do though because as much as i've been like ha ha here's me sobbing this is fucked and i know that i'm gonna feel horrific after this weekend so when this podcast comes out i am right right off the back first of all it's the literal one month anniversary of the breakup and i've just come off the back of him moving all this stuff out so if you can be just super lovely that would be great. And then we'll make some more breakup content. I'm actually really excited to make more breakup content because it's so fresh in my little noggin. Love that for you. So I think we've we've gone through the important points. The mm-hmm. important points are just letting you guys know how it happened. Letting you know that, yes, once again, it was a horrific surprise for me. <laughs> so we're not breaking that streak. Um, and just talking about my my emotions. That was our goal yeah. for this episode. Just, just to break it all down. my yeah. feelings. And then we'll get into the, like, how to help you guys later on but i hope you are well i hope that none of you are going through horrific breakups statistically at least one of you probably is (laughs) um our dms are very open on instagram at hey cabin fever and Mm -hmm. i always reply to people there yeah so if you're going through a shit time hit us up that is our landmark episode maddie got dumped i'm thinking probably in parentheses not clickbait emotional (laughs) perfect (laughs) in terms of social media for for this episode (laughs) Let's see what I come up with. It's going to be a fucking mess. A list of things you cried at. (laughs) Yeah, things I cried at and then just like photos of really sad things around the apartment. Just the milk voice note. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just ask you guys, what other podcast would make this episode? 
Like, this is not... No. I can imagine there might be some podcasts that would be, like, a, as a revenge episode. This is not a revenge episode. It's just an actual, it's e- honest It's very opening, easy yeah. to find my ex-boyfriend's social media. We don't have a problem with him. Here at the, at the Cabin Fever team, we don't have a problem with him. Yeah. He is fine. He is still a very nice I was boy. happy to keep him on the stand for, a, you know, a bit longer. But he saw himself but he out. But removed himself from the <laughs> Yeah. <stories. laughs> and we have actually been able to communicate very well about getting all the admin done. And he has actually been very nice to me. Yeah. In, since then which again i i cried about that you heard about that on my list yeah it's one of those Um, things where it's like it's a situation that sucks and your pain is incredibly valid but it's also like he's not a shit person yeah exactly yeah that's that's our episode i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you um don't get dumped shower us with new listeners for doing this probably ill-advised (laughs) tell-all all right and we'll catch you back here in in two weeks time See you then. Bye.